This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey listeners, it's Richard, the show's producer here, reminding you once again that we stream and record this podcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the WinterIsComing.net Facebook and YouTube page. So make sure you search WinterIsComing.net, all one word, on Facebook or YouTube. Give us a follow, give us a subscribe, make sure you turn on notifications so you're aware the next time we go live and you can come join us, chat with Mia, chat with Dan, we'd love to see you here. But enough of this, let's get on with the show. Cue the music. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet that asks the questions, did we like watching this TV show? Did you like watching that movie? How about reading that book? I don't know why anyone else has done it, but I'm not unhappy to be a trailblazer. I am Dan Selke, the editor of Winterscoming.net, and I'm here with Mia Johnson, editor of DorksideOfTheForce.com. Mia, how are you in the middle of this... Um, seasonably warm week in Chicago after a season of bitter cold. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm glad we're kind of like shedding that winter cold and, you know, sprouting and blooming. It's springtime. I'm very, very excited. How about you? I gotta tell you, I've switched to flip-flops, and after I do that, oh, it's really? very hard to get me to switch back. <laughs> so I hope there's no cold snap because I don't no, want to put on the- socks again. It's a little too early for me for flip-flops and sandals, but you know what? To each zone. <laughs> It's like 70 degrees out there. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we are here on a very special occasion. This is April of 2021, of 2021. And Mia, do you know what occasion that marks? I believe I do, but don't make a fool out of me. Say it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is what HBO is calling the iron anniversary of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones debuted 10 years ago this month a little later but close enough and hey julie hey everyone if you have comments questions queries concerns feel free to share them with us either in youtube or facebook we'd be happy to read and respond with our piercing insights but yeah facebook we uh game of thrones debuted 10 years ago (laughs) this month which makes it uh it still can't smoke vote join the army but it's getting to that point or drive and it's a pretty cool milestone. Yay. Does it feel like 10 years? Does it feel like a 10-year-old show to you? Um, Not necessarily. I guess when you start to get around this age, 10 years goes by pretty fast anyway. So, it, you know, 2010, 2011 feels like the blink of an eye. And then you're like, no, that was 10 years <laughs> ago. It's like, oh, I mean, boy. I mean, it was 10 years ago. But it did last for eight years. So it yeah. feels, I feel like mm-hmm. it's still a bit more in our head because it only ended a couple of years ago. So it's still, yeah. we're still talking about it. And HBO is doing a lot to mark the occasion. I am looking forward to any possible teases. I bet there'll be some kind of big tease for House of the Directors. But by the end of the month, they Ooh. will put out some <laughs> kind of production video or something or interviews. I mean, wouldn't you? If you're like, like this is, is your perfect. Game of Thrones month. Yeah. And filming has begun and they're doing a lot of stuff like they are putting a Game of Thrones spotlight page on HBO Max. 
including like 150 behind the scenes videos, cast interviews, clips and trailers. So much had never been seen before. That they put up the Conan O'Brien mass cast interview that previously was only on the complete box set. You had to (laughs) walk down like 200 bucks to watch that. But now it's on HBO Max with the price of an expensive subscription. Um, They're going to do a marathon, of course, of every episode on HBO 2 starting, I believe, on April 10th, a couple days from now. They're putting out a whole bunch of, oh, the Game of Thrones cast members. I haven't seen this yet. They're going to be trying to raise money for causes from Women for Women International to the Royal Kitchen, mm. the Royal World Central Kitchen, Conservation National, a lot of things like that. That's very cool. Um, and they're also going to surprise three couples who had Game of Thrones themed weddings oh. <laughs> with special anniversary gifts like barrels of wine, chalices, cakes inspired by certain houses. That's pretty That's fun. Awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah. That that would definitely be a, a, a fun surprise to get just out of nowhere. <laughs> and of course, we're getting some new merch. Um, for example, there's a new Danish craft beer coming, uh, starting with the Iron Anniversary IPA. By the way, Iron Anniversary, you know, like I looked it up. Technically, mm-hmm. the 10-year anniversary for Mary Couples is 10. Which is sort of like iron, honestly. They kind of got that pretty close. Oh, tin, like T-I-N. <laughs> yes, T-I-N. Which I never okay. understood, like, the anniversaries yeah. for wedding gifts. Like, the 10-year anniversary is tin. What the hell are you going to make? It's made of tin that I'm going to like. Like, yeah. I never quite understood that. <laughs> but maybe there's something. Like, you can get me an investment in tin that would appreciate over time. That could be cool. There we go. I like that. <laughs> the Game of Thrones beers. Can we also got some new Game of Thrones Funko Pops that are Yay. always nice and fun. Oh, yes. I, I, I brought out some of the ones that have been gifted <gasps> to me over the years for the occasion. But no, yeah, we got these Ned Stark on the Iron Throne, Arya, Tyrion, Khal Drogo, Rob Stark, and a fun little Drogon keychain. Oh, I like the Khal Drogo. I shouldn't say this, but, like, people Uh get me these sometimes because they assume I'm a big Game (laughs) of Thrones person, and and I am. Yeah. But I don't don't really love tchotchkes, so I just kind of just let them sit in the box. (laughs) It'll be good for resale value later, you know, just in case. You know, no offense, but, yeah, all my pops are out of the box. I don't really care. To me, they're plastic, but I love them at least. (laughs) As, as, As long as you love what you do and what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got the Funko Pops, and we also have the most interesting thing on the list. I think anybody out there, tell me if you are going to buy one of these. A two point two million dollar Faberge egg, uh, modeled, <laughs> inspired by Daenerys Targaryen's dragon eggs, designed by the Game of Thrones costume creator designer Michelle Clapton. And the Fabergé head designer, Lisa Talgren. I mean, Ooh, look at all the freaking crystals on that thing. And it, and it opens up into a model of the crown Daenerys Targaryen would have worn had she sat the Iron Throne instead of burning everybody and getting killed by <laughs> Jon Snow. Um, 2.2 million. Worth it? Oh, yeah. I love this. I love the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I feel so basic. No, I, I like the color scheme of it. They've got, you know, this kind of magenta blue and red going on. You know, if I was rich. It's beautiful. And I was kind of, you know, in this fandom space, I'd be like, I kind of have to have it. You know, it's a collectible. <laughs> you can't miss out on it. Or if someone wants to go like 50-50 or like 100, 100, oh, 1,000, 1,000 on it with so me. just 1.1 <laughs> million. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Take that it way stashed down. away somewhere, Dan. You don't know that. <laughs> what if we go um, <laughs> like uh, one ten thousandth? We'll just yeah. find 10,000 other people who want in, split it 10,000 ways, and then it might be manageable. Exactly. It looks yeah, beautiful. As, yeah. as Julie says, I think I might have to pass on the pass. egg for now. It's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> just for now, you know. Um, but Stephanie, if I had the money, I would absolutely buy it. I'm split on these kind of things. Like, yes, it's very, very cool. But mm-hmm. part of me is like, no one should ever spend that much money that could go to other yeah. more useful things on a damn <laughs> jeweled egg. <laughs> I but know. <laughs> I mean, I, I also understand that it's very, very cool. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I will, yes, 10 bucks. We if will, we will all put in ra- 10 bucks. I bet you on Etsy, someone can make a nice replica with some, you know, like little fake beads from Michael's or something like that. That's what I would love to see. Yeah. Yeah. How about like a cheaper version? I can get in for that. But um, <laughs> million might be might be a tad high. There's some other comments here that coming in. I'm sorry I haven't gotten to all of you guys. And yet, happy 10th birthday. Gotta love it. Christian asks, are the animated Game of Thrones short story history in HBO Max? You know, Christian, I'm not sure. I would imagine, because those are pretty popular and cool and easy to put up there, like, why wouldn't you? But I haven't actually looked at it. I just know that there is the module and all the features behind to go through. And Beer Omgang is still out there. I don't know if they're making new Beer Omgang Game of Thrones beers, but um, I definitely know I've drunk a bunch of them. And I remember <laughs> them, and I'm sure there are still some out there. And as Julie says, and I agree, Game of Thrones is still the best show ever. Or else anything but season eight. Ten years of enjoyment. Yay. Yay. I mean, it's been a crazy 10 years. Yeah. It has been 10 years where we have watched this show go from, you know, popular. I mean, it was a hit out of the gate. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. and But go from that to being a phenomenon to sort of changing the way folk think about TV in terms of the scale of it, in terms of how popular fantasy crap is, certainly. Yeah, um, and I think I think I think we'll be feeling the impact of it for quite a while yet. What do you think, Mia? Do you think Game yeah. of Thrones is it er- is is it early enough to say it has a legacy? I think it definitely does. It feels like one of those big behemoths at this point, where it's kind of burrowed, burrowed itself in there with popular culture. Like I would, I would, you know, put it up there with a Star Wars or a Harry Potter or. Um, Star Trek. There was that um, meme or whatever yesterday where it was like three franchises have to go. I would put Game of Thrones in it. I feel like they're big enough. They carry their own weight. Um, you know, mass universal appeal at this rate. So they've done a good I job. I saw that too. Years. And actually, I did see like, why is the Game of Thrones in there? I mean, it is true that it hasn't had like a follow up yet to kind of establish itself mm-hmm. as this thing that's going to be around. I think that will be a real testing point. But there's yeah. no denying just the impact it's had and the passion it still inspires. Like, we wrapped up our Fandom Madness tournament, which was this giant tournament we had, like, 64 <laughs> different sci-fi fantasy characters all against each other. Um, Daenerys ended up winning the whole thing. And, uh, Mia, when I tell you that thing got heated, um, yeah. I am not kidding. 
yeah. like which is good and bad right because people because you, you want folk to bring their passion mm-hmm. uh sometimes passion can be a little out of control like like folk were buying bots like folk were saying some interesting twitter things you might see on a social platform yeah. but the passion is there yeah that was and most a good folk thing. were great yeah. yeah 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 i was really surprised to see and it just goes to show you know at the end of the day with the great fans how much people still love game of thrones how much you know they love daenerys <laughs> by far mm-hmm. i did want to mention that um i saw that they had released a new season eight like spoiler trailer and it kind of got did, yes <laughs> it got downvotes spam do you think that was just oh, kind yeah. of like One a knee jerk reaction you know some of the fans are like let's just give the old dislike oh, yeah. well i mean because game of thrones is still with us so i mean at this point however you felt about the final season that is part of the game of thrones story like mm-hmm. the reaction to that and just the people so many people being displeased with it is an inseparable part of what game of thrones was and is and but that's something that's can also be dealt with and explored in the same way like i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i i, I think it's kind of m- melded with the bigger narrative of the show itself and that will also have periods of rehabilitation, reexamination, of um, resurgence, um, as we see how this show goes down in history and what follows it and what that does for the overall brand. It's an yeah. exciting time. Yeah. You speak so scholarly about all of this. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was like, wow, you're saying it. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see you have your own passion. I don't think we ever talk about, you know, always talk about the fans, but, you know, you're a fan of it too, Dan. So you've done spectacularly well during, you know, Game of Thrones run. So, <laughs> oh, I get passionate. I get passionate on this show all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I think I do. If I don't tell me I, I'm not, I'm not passionate enough. I don't scream it about something. And I agree with Christian here. I, I always thought this. I like that it stayed a weekly show instead of streaming. Made great mm. water talk on Mondays. Yes. Like so key. To, and I think that also is part of the reason why folks like Disney are going with a weekly mm-hmm. model. Like Netflix for a while was, this is the future. We dump, up, we dump the entirety of Orange is the New Black on the thing at once. And for a while, I think we all thought, like, I guess that's how TV works on streaming. Yeah. But Game of Thrones was this giant discussion point for years. And then now we have these competitors to Netflix, you know, do Disney Plus, your HBO Max, your um, Amazon Prime Video, and they're all kind of going, maybe not, though. Like, maybe we can (laughs) do things a week because they want that. They saw how much conversation Game of Thrones inspired and how, I mean, like folk like us, like how we can make a damn living off like writing (laughs) stuff about it in the days after and how useful that was. And I think everyone wants that now. So... Uh, it's not great for Netflix, but it is good for folks who like serialized stories that unfold a bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trailblazer. Oh. Well, not really a trailblazer, but I mean, in this day and age, almost is. <laughs> I mean, folk, or uh, there, there, was, there was like narrative a while back where like, it's the last water cooler show. And like, you don't know that. Like, I, I really yeah. don't know if that's, I think someone else that comes back up. Uh, it's the most recent water cooler show, but who knows what will rise up and become the new one any day now. It could be. We have lots to choose from. What's going and on? Stephanie says, I, I did friend of people who didn't watch it. I'm joking. I mean, <laughs> oh, Stephanie, I cut off my family because they didn't like it. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm also joking. Or am I? I'll never know. 
By the way, um, here we Julie, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Julie says, Julie writes, I feel if people were to rewatch season eight with open minds, a lot will appreciate it more for what it did to give us, which I do agree with. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, too many were just so disappointed. They refused to rewatch it. I agree. I'll admit, like, I rewatched in bits. I haven't rewatched it straight. Um, I will, because I do think time heals wounds. I do think there was a lot going into that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a it's a complicated legacy. It's a multifaceted, nuanced, interesting legacy. And I think time will only enrich it, not unlike a fine wine. Oh. <coughs> Cheers to that. Wrong pipe. This is water, though. I don't know why I said that. I, I would say I hope so. Uh, speaking of, you, you hope so, what? Getting drunk makes podcasts more fun. Everybody knows that. Um, speaking of uh, serialized shows that are on HBO, you and I have watched the first four episodes of The Nevers, which is premiering this Sunday, which is this new HBO show from super duper canceled creative mind Joss Whedon, the guy behind Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, the Avengers, and inappropriate workplace behavior um, about a group of women who are granted superpowers in Victorian London. When is the next Drinking with Dan podcast? I mean, how about next week? I mean, I'm totally down to bring on alcohol onto the show. It's certainly a work day, but whatever. Anyway, we watched first the first four episodes of this, and I just want to start, and I'll, I'll, I'll kick to you in a second, by saying, like, overall, I liked it. I thought it mm-hmm. was interesting. I thought it was um, vibrant. I appreciated the creativity going on like there are so many shows nowadays that are spin-offs and reboots and sequels of something else like every marvel show i mean they're fun don't get me wrong but like it's all part of this like wider universe the dc stuff i was just writing trailers today and like netflix has a new superhero show or like i'm watching invincible which is its own show but like it's also very very like it DC with the serial numbers filed off kind of thing. <laughs> um, there was like a trailer for Cruella today, which is a yeah. Cru- Cruella DeVille origin story. There's a trailer for um, a clip of Ghost Hunter, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghost- like yeah. everything, a sequel. And it is yeah. nice to have something completely original, even if there are some rough edges to it. Um, I think the acting's strong. I enjoy... Um, Joss Whedon is a guy who likes his very stylized rapid fire dialogue which i can kind of yeah. like take or leave sometimes but i did like parts i really enjoyed of that and parts i was like let's wrap this up um and i thought it was just an interesting mythology and world that i do want to see more of mia well, what was mm-hmm. your like immediate reaction to the nevers the first four yeah. episodes yeah i was really into it and i do it, it's weird how like the whole victorian thing somehow sticks on me so i'm like i'm usually into the victorian stuff and it felt like it kind of had this pbs filter you know some of the shows that they air from like but with an hbo breast every once in a while yeah yeah it was weird because i'm like expecting you know this kind of straight edge you know just they're having fun they might be crime fighting but then yeah there's like nudity or they're they're having you know these extravagant parties i was like oh right right, right. this is this is hbo um it's hbo not but, tv 
Yeah, it's it's like, you know, it's written in the contract, but yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I love the characters. I love the diverse range of characters. You know, we've got two women in the lead. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people of color, which it's like, yeah, when you, you think about Victorian England, they usually aren't like catering to that or bringing that in. Um, and I also like the the villain that they have as well, because they've got kind of a complicated oh, uh, right. malady. There's a... You know, there's so many complicated things going on with her. And she reminds me of, like, a Helena Bonham Carter type. Oh, very much. Still kind of her own thing at the same time. So, I thought that was really fascinating how I bring her in there, too. Um, It's hard for me to put my finger, though. Like, sometimes it's like either the pacing is really slow or the plot feels a bit clunky in places where it's kind of like, what are we trying to accomplish in this scene or how much longer are we going to be here? Um, and it, it could also be me just like binging two hours back to back in two days sure. where it's kind of like an overload of information. They're uh, definitely, I mean, the plot kind of meanders. I, 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 I like watching it. I get the idea that Joss Whedon was more interested in like the feel of the world. I think he, he loves his actors because he's given them all kinds yeah. of like fun lines to say sort of the mythology like it dives right into the mythology of so basically people it's or victorian london and for some reason no one knows why or do they um these women and some men are given superpowers like it's very x-men frankly like the main character yeah, yeah. can see the future her right hand woman can um can, can understand electricity she can make all kinds <laughs> of crazy steampunk stuff um, I don't know what he'll ask a question. This is kind of getting too deep. Like what, what's Malady's power? I actually, I actually never figured it out. Like I know she has one, but her eyes yeah, were red and I'm like, I, what is she doing though? I'm yeah, I'm not, she's got some weird, maybe super strength or something going on. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's not evidently very clear to me right now. <laughs> you watch us on Sundays and then tell us there's like one girl who's a giant who was very charming. Her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this very like prim proper little girl who is just like 12 feet tall. And in, <laughs> I don't know where they got the fabric, like the dress. There's like an ice breath girl. It, it, it is very, very X-Men in, in, in Victorian London. Yeah. And they're all kind of banging against the world led by Amelia True, who I thought was a, 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 an, an effective lead. I like Laura Donnelly yeah. who plays her. I thought she had a good steeliness and like a good, just leading woman presence that you yeah. like, I will follow you from scene to scene. Um, the mythology is a little bit muddled, but I think that's, I don't know when there's this much kind of vibrancy. I don't really <laughs> mind that that much. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go along with it. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of different things at play and you kind of have to keep, it really does remind me of, if we're thinking of HBO Lovecraft country, there's like a lot of, yeah, storylines and things to keep up with and you might like forget about one character and what they're doing and then they'll come back up and you're like oh yeah that was going on and they're doing <laughs> something weird and it, it does get weirder as it goes on as well which I I, sure. I like and I'm excited to see how that plays out you know since we've, we've only seen maybe half or so of the season no. um, and yeah over on Winter is Coming I have an interview with the lead the two leads they were so so awesome and was just this <laughs> really fun bubbly personality and I was like I just want to hang out with her and you know she's got her Irish accent which <laughs> just adds on top oh, that's of real. that it's yeah it's it's all real I was I I was joking with you before I was like Sometimes I can't understand them <laughs> in the series, and I really, really need subtitles. I got um, used to it. 
Yeah, you get used to it. You have to you have to fine tune your ear. But in the interview, talking to them, they were awesome. They really you can see that they put a lot um, into this into this show. I don't you know I don't know what happened on set in regards to the whole Whedon thing or anything like that. But they seem to be just in really good spirits about getting to be on it, getting to be you know women and this. You know, it's kind of a unique show. So, yeah, go check out my interview. It's there. It's a fun read. And I guess thanks to HBO for (laughs) setting us up. Yeah. And check out The Nevers on Sunday on HBO. I mean, just quickly, the Joss Whedon-ness of it all is an interesting point. Because, I mean, like, I can't think of a show that's more Joss Whedon. Like, he's just... he's. Like, he's slathered all over this, like, Zack Snyder is slathered all over the Snyder Cut. Like, everything (laughs) he loves is here. He has, like, his army of warrior waifs who are fighting against possible odds. He has um, all that dialogue we mentioned. He has, like, the the romance, like, the Jane Austen thing between Penance and, like, the Hugh Grant-looking guy is, like, this, like, so just, like, (laughs) gentle... Every, everyone's like so polite and proper they might break if you touch them like that's very Joss Whedon like he, it's just it's so there and like I'm like mm-hmm. they want to continue the show but I don't know man like with him gone like th- 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 it's just it's so oh. much the stuff he likes I'll be yeah. interested to see if and like if they do continue it how they'll try to just imitate him or bring a new sensibility to it because I, I, again, I've never seen a show that just scream Joss Whedon like this one does. Yeah, it the could fight be scenes feel very Buffy. Like fights, it's just oh. like <laughs> and they're, they're it's just good like too. they're talking. That oh yeah, it's not good. It's, the action. The action's cool, but just like they're talking, they're quipping, and then all of a sudden, like bam, kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> and there's some creative ones, like that one where the guy's walking on water. Spoiler was a pretty fun, like the one with yeah. the way it was shot. I like yeah. it a lot. But yeah, so what do you think of? Um, how do you? How do you make a show that's so identified with one person after that person is gone? You know, I and this is kind of aside from all of his, you know, accusations and things like that. I'm not necessarily attached to the Joss Whedon of it all in this. I I think maybe you're a little because you watch Buffy and so you're a little more familiar with his style anyway. So to me, I'm like... I like the bare bones of it. I like what they have as far as the plot. I'm like, maybe if someone does come in for a second season to kind of sweep things up a little more neatly as well, I think they can pull it off. But yeah, I'm not necessarily married to, um, say, the Joss sweetened style of this. I can kind of take it in a different form if that happened to happen. The Joss of it all. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what you guys think of it. So let us know if you watched on Sunday and what um, what happens to it in the future. And I'm sorry there's been a bit of um uh stop and start and um just bear with us because our insights are worth it. By the way, Mia, you also watched a another uh program <laughs> that I think you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Wait, what are we talking movie. about? Next? Also we are watching, <laughs> we're talking about HBO Max talking about or perhaps not in the theater, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I think you watched. Yeah. Um, Mia, I did not watch it, so sell me on it. Oh, my gosh. See, I don't know if I can sell you on this movie. Um, (laughs) This is really, really one of those movies where you have to turn your brain all the way off 
and just be excited to see the main event, which is, you know, huge monkey versus giant lizard. Um, that is the meat of this movie. And if you care about anything else, you've come to see this movie for the wrong reason. <laughs> now, I, I watched the first two Godzilla movies leading up to this because I hadn't seen it before. I really enjoyed sure. the first Godzilla. The second one was just so awful to me. Um, and I had already seen <laughs> Kong Skull Island in theater, so I didn't really want to do a rewatch of that. Um, but yeah, it was a, <laughs> do you to, need to see them to, to, to appreciate this new yeah, one? Yeah. Cause they're kind of doing their really? own Avengers thing. And like, if you don't understand the whole Monarch storyline and Millie Bobby Brown was in the Godzilla sequel and they bring her back. So there's some things you need to know about that. Um, you might want to come into it, you know, prepared, but it was just, you know, senseless fun. <laughs> That's the best thing I could say. You, you know, if you have a long day, you, you just need to unwind. You turn on this movie and nothing makes sense. The plot is not coherent. <laughs> the characters sense. are usually pretty awful. I thought I had one person that I liked, but I can't even <laughs> vouch for that. <laughs> um, but it is, it is just some... Like some senseless fun, and I would, I would honestly love to see more of it. Cool. I mean, um, they are trying to restore the monster verse, whatever. Which yeah. is, they want to sign up and everything now. I haven't seen it. I saw the earlier movies. Um, uh-huh. I gotta tell you, like, I saw them, and they like went like, woo, woo. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I enjoyed watching them, but I don't remember a thing about them. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't know that it was going to be so long and drawn out. Like when I saw Kong, it was just kind of like a one. And I was like, I like the actors. They've got like everybody from the Marvel Universe in this. I'll watch it. (laughs) Sorry, there's lots of activity going on on the street right now. Um, But yeah, with this one, if I were to tell you, if I were to say there's a plot to this... (laughs) Which is so laughable. Basically, it's... (laughs) um, so bad, huh? <laughs> it's they're tr- they're trying to what are they trying to do? For some reason someone wants to go to the center of the earth to find like the radiation center of where all sure. these titans are coming from. So somebody gets the bright idea to say, "Hey, why don't we have King Kong use his natural instincts to lead us to the center of the earth?" Meanwhile, something else is going on in this factory and uh, Godzilla's destroying it and they're trying to find out why and eventually you know uh-huh. one thing leads to another and you know they're they're fighting and they're tearing up Hong Kong so as you can see I can barely even recall the plot but it doesn't matter <laughs> it just doesn't gotcha. <laughs> as long as as long as it's a fun time good all right cool so you recommend yeah. this movie to people I would, yeah. I think if you literally like, if you just want something fun to watch, you have no complaints, and it's very, it's very over the top in some ways too. Like the villain, it's like a classic cartoon villain, and because they don't take themselves so serious, you know, I can cut them some slack um, just for like, you know, being like, we know you just want to cut to the chase, so we'll help you out here. <laughs> very cool. I might check it out. Yeah, uh, it's been a few hours. And again, I'm sorry, people, about the connections. Richard has blamed uh, Chicago Internet. So I'll just say, how could you do this to us, Mayor Lori Lightfoot? Get it together, Lori. All right. And on the superhero side of things, we had a new trailer for the next program in the never-ending parade of Marvel stories. (laughs) A trailer for the show Loki. Why don't we watch a snippet of it now? Yes. Thank <laughs> you. 
I know what this place is. The timekeepers have built quite the circus. And I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. Please sign to verify this is everything you've ever said. This is absurd. Sign this too. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Hey, uh, pop quiz for you and everybody else out there. Is that Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson? It's Owen Wilson. How could it be? His? Listen, I have become like an Owen Wilson stan recent. I don't know why. I think it's because I watch Cars back to back, one, two, and three. So now that this is out, I'm like, just sign me up for all the Owen Wilson, please. <laughs> Did Luke Wilson like not go on to do much? I don't really know. Zoom I don't care. Not really important. <laughs> yeah, we're not so much for Loki. Let's just talk about Owen Wilson. <laughs> are they twins? Or are they bro- never mind? Okay. Um, Loki, the next program. Um, I think it looks really fun. I. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, Mia. I am. Ca- oh, <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Are they twins? Never mind. Um, I'll be honest with you, Mia. Like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not really sticking in my brain much. Like I watch it, and it's then it's kind of done. Whereas WandaVision, maybe because, but just because it was so bizarre, like I was like thinking about it throughout the week and like looking yeah, forward to it yeah. a lot more. And maybe it's because it was so kind of off the beaten path and a little odd. And this looks off the beaten path and a little odd. So yeah. he's, uh, Loki is, uh, imprisoned or, um, indentured or something to, an organization that goes through time to fix broken timelines. That's weird. I think that's strange. Mm-hmm. I think that could make for a lot of creative sequences and plot lines as Loki, you know, goes to ancient Rome, goes 1970s London or whatever, yeah. uh, goes to the Battle of the Bulge or wherever they want to take him and have him work as Loki magic. I, I could see myself enjoying that and getting into like the unpredictability, the unpredictability of it. Whereas I'm not going to the Winter Soldier. I don't know. It's just... um it's fine. It's yeah, not it's really like, thrilling I, me. I've been craving something a little unique. And yeah, it's not to like completely mm-hmm. say I'm like, I don't like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or anything like that. But it was kind of like WandaVision had just set me up for something, you know, so intriguing mm-hmm. and so weird that I'm like, I'm really missing out on it. And I and I like kind of the after this trailer was kind of reminding me of like the umbrella academy especially with like that retroish yeah. feel like when um who's the the brother you know who's stuck in the kid body it kind of reminds me of like when he goes to work at that agency and he has to like go back and and do things in history and stuff like that um so it's like hey you know no <laughs> No competition there, but it looks, it does look really fun. Yeah. I like the, the kind of chemistry that those two have going on. And, um, it really does make me wonder though, cause it's like, okay, we're talking about this Loki that split off from the 2012 Avengers timeline. 
which means yes. this one has missed out on like so much stuff. It's like your mom died, your dad died, you have a surprise sister, your brother loses an eye, he loses his hammer, Thanos kills you, half of all of Asgard is gone, Valkyrie is the queen. <laughs> so it's, it's like there's a lot of stuff that, you know, it's kind of just wonky right now in the timeline anyway. So I wonder how that's going to be addressed. And then overall, like, what are they going to do with Loki's character after this? Like, are they going to, you know, send him back and, you know, put him nicely back into place? Or is everything just going to kind of loop out and then he ends up dying? And well, could you imagine, like, eventually you finish all this and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to have to die at the hands of Thanos. (laughs) Maybe I'm thinking too much right now. I mean, that would be a fun, ironic circle to make, and they do like kind of closing the loop on these shows, so it's not, um, um, so like like before, like, so it's not too crazy, so they have to actually change things. They like to bring it kind of back to zero, or at least one, and then progress. So, I'm sure that'll happen, but it looks like a really fun ride, which is what I want from one of these Marvel shows. Um, By the way, I I looked it up, and... Okay, wait a minute. Okay, Luke is the younger brother, and Owen apparently has, for whatever reason, done more with his career. And there's a third brother named Andrew, who I was unaware (laughs) of. It's like the third Hemsworth. They look a lot alike. They look like twins, okay? That's what I thought. But they're not. (laughs) I still have to watch a lot of 49. They are just brothers. There is a younger and an older one. But you could have fooled me. Um, any other thoughts about Loki from any of y'all uh, out there or you, Mia? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm just, this was the one that I've been like most excited for. I like can't wait sure. till June 11th. Yeah, bring it. Do you have any thoughts about the latest episode, the latest episode of the Falcon of the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Power Broker? Yeah, I like, um, this is the one where they were finally working together with Zemo. And I was kind of thinking, it's like, I love that they've kind of, they've given him a personality as well. And it, sure, it is, yeah. it's almost kind of like, you know, the working with Loki thing where you don't know if he's going to backstab you. You don't know. He's kind of got like, you know, a little catty attitude, but they're not the same character. Like Zemo and Loki are both kind of villainous or mischievous, whatever you want to call it, but they still have their own personality. Um, So I like where they've taken Zemo. I think Daniel Brule's has done a good job of, you know, taking somebody who just had like a personal vendetta against the Avengers. And now he's like a rich um, Baron and he's got, you know, like a Butler and all these things. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, the little, it was more distinctive for sure than what he was doing in civil war. I I remember him better here. Yeah, so this episode was good. They're it, they're still kind of unfolding this mystery about the power broker and the flag smashers. I honestly, I hate to say it, but I don't necessarily care about any of like the the whole the mystery that they're trying to solve. I just like seeing the interaction between Falcon and Bucky, and Sharon was okay sure. too. I wasn't super duper in favor of Sharon's character. (laughs) Um, I get it. She's been, you know, kicked to the side and left in the dust. So she's a little, you know, pissed off about that. But I don't know. I still wasn't really feeling her character, but maybe I might. I mean, the plot is like supposed to be dipping into all these themes of like international terrorism and sort of um, the trauma of displaced peoples. 
And yeah. I, I'm not sure it really like wants to go all the way and think about it too much. Um, it would rather get back to the Sam Bucky odd couple stuff, which is understandable because mm-hmm. the most fun stuff. Um, again, I'm liking it when I watch it and then I sort of uh, forget about it until the next one comes along. Exactly. I, 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 I think it's fine. Uh, for next week, though, I'd be curious if, if you guys are going to watch The Nevers on HBO. I'd, yeah. I wonder, I'd wonder what you think about that. I thought the premiere was maybe my favorite bit. I love the end of the premiere where we kind of find out a revelation. I won't say what, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It'll jog my memory oh, in a second. <laughs> and I believe next week we will possibly talk about another big upcoming fantasy show we get an early access to. Did you get an early access to the um, Netflix No, program? I probably would have to ask. Um, so I can ask if you want me to give it a look. No, no, you don't have to. I didn't. I didn't know if you had, but I will. I will talk about it, <laughs> and we'll, we'll do that then. In the meantime, we are available in podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available, and we are here on the Winners Command Facebook page and YouTube page every Wednesday at four p.m. Central Standard Time, talking about TV, movies, books, fantasy, sci-fi, Game of Thrones, Marvel, the Nevers shadow and bone oops um any other thing that happens to cross our path and is interesting and um you know what i'll read this comment for christian and then we'll and then we'll go out um he says i can see power broker being sharon and don't want it to be Ooh, i didn't thought of that is that is that a thing could that happen that she's behind the whole thing anything is anything is possible (laughs) she seems to know a lot of people hmm Okay, that's intriguing. I have not considered that. Thank you, Christian. Hoping it's Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I thought Thunderbolt Ross might also kind of find his way back in there, too, with all the, you know, super soldier serum stuff. So, Or we might just have another engineer thing where it's just some person and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will marinate on that until yeah. the next episode on Wednesday, until the episode on Friday. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we will see you anon. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.